Welcome back to another episode of the Buzz on Business podcast, where we get to hear from local business leaders, innovators, and managers. I'm your host, Gabe Tiefenthaler. Today, we're here with E-Club. Why don't you guys introduce yourselves? Hi, I'm Roddy Marco. Hi, I'm Lainey Varner. What's up? I'm Jack Beatles. My name is Colton Castile. And then what are you guys' roles within E-Club? So I'll start. Um, I'm essentially the student advisor. I'm Jack. I'm the president this semester, but I'm uh, stepping up to student advisor next semester because I'm graduating in December. Hmm. Um, I am just an officer. Um, or my role is not clearly defined, but I help <laughs> with whatever we need. Yeah. And I'm the treasurer. Nice, nice. So obviously we had some of you on. We had Lainey on yes. um, to talk about eClub at the beginning of the semester. Or was that last semester? It was last semester. Last semester. Okay, so it's been a little while since mm-hmm. we've had you guys on. How's everything been going so far? It's been going great. We finally like kickstarted everything. Last Good. time we talked, um, we were just still planning everything. We hadn't had any official meetings. Yeah. Um, but this semester we like hit it strong right whenever we came back from winter break. Um, and it's been great. We've had meetings, we've had outings into the Stillwater community. So it's been really great. Good, good. That's really good to hear. Um, Cause y'all had some, lots of visions and obviously yes. you guys are revamping the whole thing pretty much. Cause it, not, I don't want to say died, might not be the right word. COVID but killed it. You mean, yeah, COVID killed, yeah like, exactly. It, it, it was no longer a club during yeah. that time. And I mean, thanks to, to these guys, E-Club was able to come back. Um, and I mean, I think it's it's gone off without a hitch. Yeah, so we've had some obstacles, um, obviously coming back, but this semester for sure has been a lot better in terms of like turnout and engagement. And um, some of the events that we've had have been really exciting for um, seeing the kids really interested in the club and wanting to participate more and actually take part in some of the leadership roles and like push the club forward into the future. Um, so that's exciting for sure. Yeah. What were some of those events that you guys had? So, yeah, so far this semester, uh, we've had a handful of um, just traditional meetings in Spears. Yeah. Um, so we've had some professors come and give like seminars and give um, have some little games um, for students to play. We've provided food and things. And then we've also had... Um, I want to say two or three community engagement events. So we've gone to Iron Monk, um, taken a tour of their brewery and gotten to see um, kind of behind the scenes on their operations and how they started and how they're continuing to grow. Um, and then last week we went to Kicker. Um, I personally was not able to be there, but Steve Irby, the CEO, gave everyone a tour of their headquarters and um, kind of gave them the whole walk through how Kicker began and um, how it's growing and how it has become the business it is today. I think, is that everything we've done? this semester yeah um i think that's all of our outings we've had some fun events where um we've put people on the spot and like made them come up with a business idea and pitch it to e-club and i think the first time we did it everyone was a little nervous um but then whenever we did something similar the second time they were really into it and i think they had a lot of fun and like we find that like even when though our meetings end like in around an hour we have sometimes have people that stay for like over an hour after the meeting just talking and hanging out and we have a lot of people who we consistently see come back and so it's been really exciting to like see that community of entrepreneurship minded students like form within spheres yeah. so to to jump off of that the this the thing that makes e-club different is that even if you don't have a vested interest you can get a vested interest because there's lots of people who come to the club yeah. because they have something that they want to talk about. Yeah. They have a business idea that they're currently pursuing or they want to pursue. Um, so to be around a bunch of like-minded individuals, people who are, you know, not only in the same classes as you, but have a complete different background, uh, gives you perspective. Um, and I think it offers an experience that's pretty unique. Mm-hmm. 
And I love that put, putting people on the spot when they get there. Because, I mean, a lot of people when they come to college, it's like their first time you know, being away from their family or things like that. And especially with entrepreneurship, getting yep. outside of your little bubble is very important. And working here in the Riata Center, we did a lot of stuff like that. Did you all ever do like one of our half bakes? Have you ever heard of those? So we used to do a lot of stuff with the Intro to Entrepreneurship class, uh, 2023. And the they, they would come in for credit and they would have to come in here and we'd put them in groups and they would like we'd spit off random words uh, and put them on a board and then they had to sprint up and circle two random words and they have no idea what they're using these words for. They're just circling random words on a screen and they'd be like dog and carpet or something like that. And then they have to make a business out of it. And yeah. it was when I first started working here, everyone was just so awkward during it. But then as it went on, people started to kind of like understand what it was and you could come back multiple times and do it. But seeing people break out of their comfort zone to do those things and like actually start to think and not just be like, oh, I really don't want to be here is really cool. And I'm sure that's happened a lot with the students. And so we've actually done something incredibly similar. Yeah, um, we would have students draw from a hat. And they would get um, one or two, you know, they, they'd get two things, you know, yeah. it could be like uh, energy and, um, oh, I don't know, social media. So they'd have to come uh, up those with Those are a, better for yeah, starting a business yeah, than so, dog and carpet. Uh, right. Um, or, you know, just any number of combinations. Yeah. Um, and they'd have to, you know, come up with an idea. Yeah. Um, they, didn't, they didn't get to choose. Mm -hmm. But so some people got, you know, some unfortunate combinations, but um, we had that animal game too. That's true. Uh, we had Doctor Butler come and do a, uh, yeah, a workshop. Doctor Butler. mm -hmm. Butler's awesome. Mm -hmm. um, he did a workshop uh, about biomimicry, which is actually a a way that some people create products. Yeah. Um, and you know, we we got to look at animals and see what made them different in the animal kingdom, and then use those things that made them different and try and come up with products. Yeah. So yeah, and that's awesome that you guys are doing stuff with the professors as well because here uh we used to do a lot of stuff with the professors and they uh as as we've grown it's kind of tapered off but they love working with students in a capacity like entrepreneurship um obviously they teach classes but there's only so much opportunity for them not with clubs to connect with students so i know that they love doing stuff with students in entrepreneurship club uh, what were some how, how were uh you said you went to Kicker and Iron Monk. Um, how how are those meeting with like Steve Irby and I don't know who did, did you meet with the owner of Iron Monk or so Iron Monk's founders are not part of uh, the tour unfortunately. Um, one of them was there. I don't I don't know if it was Dave or Jared, um, but he kind of said hi during the tour. Um, the the thing that made the kicker tour unique was the founder and CEO was the guy giving the tour. Yeah, uh, we have a an officer, um, part of the club, Nathan, who was able to set up a meeting with him. Um, and the meeting the the tour was supposed to last an hour. Yeah, we were there for over two. <laughs> uh, as soon as uh, some of the the club's members got to asking questions, yeah, it was like this perpetual cycle of learning more and more about how he started, why he chose speakers, why he chose car speakers. Yeah. Um, and just kind of, we followed the evolutionary path of the infancy of his company to it being a global uh, technology company that people in based on, you know, every inhabited continent. Yeah. Um, it's definitely interesting to, to see 
a firsthand account of how that happened. Yeah, and Steve's really cool. He's worked with a lot of students that I've heard, and he loves to work with OSU and all entrepreneurship students. He's very involved. I mean, he's on the the board for the School of Entrepreneurship. Yeah. Um, he, he's a fantastic resource for anybody who's wanting to start a business, that's mm -hmm. for sure. Gotcha. Um, and that's funny that you, you said anybody wants to start a business. So but my next line of questioning was kind of, what made y'all want to join eClub? Um, obviously, Raddy, I know you have a business, and uh, but Melanie, you don't have a business. But what no. made you want to like join eClub? So, what was what was y'all's kind of come up to wanting to you know revamp this club and putting all of this effort into um, entrepreneurship club? Yeah, I really just like the creativity like side and the freedom of entrepreneurship. Um, and so I love all of my classes and like getting to like really just kind of like make it what I want. Mm -hmm. um, and I knew that like entrepreneurship is just everywhere. And so even e the purpose of eClub is to try and get anyone who is somewhat interested in entrepreneurship at all yeah. to like have a space where they can talk about that. And so for me, we're needing to like reach out to like engineers and other people who are not maybe not necessarily connected within Spears, um, but need some ideas and some entrepreneurship, um, like minded people to just kind of bounce ideas off of. Yeah. Um, and so I think to me, that's what like really drew me into eClub and getting it started is just trying to create that community, especially for people that aren't in Spears. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah, kind of for me as well. Um, Lainey and I are the same age uh, in school. So when we came in as freshmen, the e-club just wasn't a thing. So um, there, was a, there was a solid base of entrepreneurship majors um, in the school, but we really didn't have a place for everyone to come together and kind of form that community and bounce ideas off each other. So the actual process of starting e-club um, kind of began last year. So my freshman year, um, Lainey and I were selected as um, entrepreneurship ambassadors or scholars, or I forgot what it was called. It was some kind of program just to like represent the school and meet with professors and kind of um, show some of the things that we do. And then eventually we added um, John Austin and Jake Romer. Um, so there mm -hmm. were the four entrepreneurship scholars who we really turned out to not have very many responsibilities, but uh, um, eventually we were approached by Dr. Berenger and uh, Richard Gajan to revamp the club and to actually get that started again. So that's been a big project that we've had um, since I want to say last um, spring or last fall. Mm -hmm. um, that's kind of when that actually started. So we started the process of reelecting all of our officers and getting that foundation back under us and then figuring out what we were going to be as a club because the club did exist like three or four years ago and it already has all the social medias and everything. So, yeah. uh, it was a long process of getting all those back, but, um, now that we are back yet, it's, it's exciting to have that community and that, um, engagement side of the entrepreneurship major that most students coming in, um, wouldn't have had without the club that the way it is now, I guess. Yeah. 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 And I think Lainey and Jake mentioned that last time that finding all the passwords for yeah. the social media yeah. was really that tough. Was yeah. It was like, yeah. all the previous officers had like graduated three exactly. years ago or something like right. that. I, I, I want to say the last like active year was like 2017 or 2018. Wow. Yeah. So it was a while back. So I don't know if it was like at COVID that actually ended the club, but I think we were trying to start it back in COVID or something and it just didn't work. Yeah. And just over time, it, like we lost interest and we lost people. So, um, yeah, starting it back was exciting, but it was a long process too. Just, um, you know, getting our feedback under us. I've been going to these like Spears leadership meetings that all of the um, club presidents go to. And every time I have to say like, well, well now, now it's better. But in the past it was like, yeah, we're e-club. We don't really do anything yet, but we're going to. <laughs> and so um, that's kind of how that went. But 
yeah, we're we're back and uh, it's been fun. Good, good. Alrighty, how did you kind of get involved with it? Um, how did I get involved in that? <laughs> e Club actually did exist when I came to OSU oh, nice. in 2017, I believe, and it was that was I believe E Club's last year before it kind of dissolved wow. uh, for various reasons that I don't understand. I wasn't a part of the club <laughs> then, but to echo what these people are saying about community is obviously really key and i think with that kind of community and this club you can get feedback and i think people when they have a business idea whether it's a small business or a startup you know you might have a good idea and it might be a great market but Mm -hmm. you're gonna have to get feedback not just from customers but other people yeah you know we have this kind of ethos of like the founder is the person who does everything but if you can actually start to build that network and have that community you can not just have support but connections and uh, different perspectives and so that's definitely what attracted me to the club and i mm-hmm. wanted to see that entrepreneurship could continue to grow here um it's meant a lot to me and yeah happy to be a part of it <laughs> helping the business grow yeah absolutely Good. and you know uh, a club is also obviously people so when we're starting you know the club might not be a ton until we have more people and more people can help build the club just yeah. like us yeah yeah one of the coolest things for me i think is um like at first, I thought that it was going to be a club of like freshmen and sophomores that were just getting into entrepreneurship and just wanted to get like a class credit or um, something along those lines. But we've actually been able to see a lot of experienced entrepreneurs and people that actually have business, like maybe grad students or people that are further along in their lives that are um, much more experienced than any of us are. And they've gotten to come and participate in our meetings and also share some of their experiences and advice yeah. with all of our students. So that's awesome. Mm-hmm. So I obviously, I mean, I want to start a company. That's, you know, one of the reasons why I switch. I, I was an MIS major for my first three years of college mm-hmm. and I switch to entrepreneurship. Um, so I had a little bit of experience with the department. Um, when I was a freshman, we did those Riata uh, experiences, oh, yeah. yep. which were cool. And you know, I got to go climb the wall in the cold. And that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. um, so I, I had had some dialogue with some of the professors, uh, Gajan, I had my freshman year. Yeah. Um, so that was a logical step for me. Um, the reason why I wanted to get involved in the club is um, I'm actually I'm, I'm a I'm a staffer, if you will, uh, for the School of Entrepreneurship. I work under Dr. Berenger. Okay. And that was a big motivation was just to get my hands dirty and, and help out these guys. Yeah. Um, but really, it's even if you don't want to start a company. The principles of entrepreneurship or intrapreneurship, yeah. inter or inside, yeah. um, are incredibly important for anybody. Yeah. When we leave school, if you're not going to continue going to school or teaching, you're going to work for a company. Mm-hmm. And a school is a company. Um, mm. But to understand how that company works, why that country, company works, um, is incredibly important. And a lot of people don't start businesses as entrepreneurship majors. Yeah. Entrepreneurship as a principle to learn in school is relatively new. It's within the last 15 years. Yeah, uh, Our school is only 14 years old. Um, so to be able to provide a community like these guys said, um, but also to provide a resource for anybody who might want to start a, a business like Rowdy was saying, engineers. Mm-hmm. A, lot of, a lot of folks that aren't within our school have zero idea on how a business works. Yeah. Um, the Spears School of Business does an incredible job of preparing business students, but the other colleges don't look at business the same way we do. Mm-hmm. Um, so if there's an engineer who wants to start an engineering firm, send them to E-Club. 
Yep. We have the resources, send them to the Riata Center, yep. that kind of stuff. Uh, we're just another outlet for folks to to get experience, to to keep their mind creative. It's a huge part of entrepreneurship, yeah. creativity. We teach it. So Yeah. And that that's been a beautiful thing that I've seen working here in the Riata Center and seeing E Club as well. Even just the ten workers we have here, we have one entrepreneurship major. And I I myself am not, but I didn't realize how much I didn't know. Even just being a Spears business student, like I thought I was like, oh, I'm the, I'm a business genius. Like I know everything. Uh, but truly entrepreneurship is a whole different breed of knowledge. It's, and seeing engineering, arts and sciences students come in and do our competitions and things like that is just so awesome. What entrepreneurship is such an umbrella too. I, yeah. I think it's like the ultimate business degree because not only are you doing like the accounting and the management, you're also thinking about the marketing. Exactly. And you're, you're getting a much broader uh, exposure to all of the fundamental parts of a business. I mean, subtle plug for the entrepreneurship program. I mean, there aren't like, the other departments have way more classes. than. We oh, have. yeah. Oh, they have way more professors. Mm -hmm. um, but I mean, half of your, your senior year is getting 4,000 level credits in other areas yeah. like marketing or management um, so you're able to get that super broad like rowdy was saying um experience uh because you're not going to learn everything at school yeah you get your feet wet in a lot of different areas but the the true test is when you go out into the world and entrepreneurship really prepares you for that yeah these kind of icebreakers and games we play too um i like to think about it like a pitch is like the hardest icebreaker there has to be. <laughs> so true. just kind of getting people out of their comfort zone yeah. and, and being able to just talk to strangers about something you're passionate about yeah. isn't something that we totally do in the rest of our lives. Yeah. So it's good to get all this practice uh, yeah. in this safe community that's that wants to help you. Yeah. And I know for, for me personally, I would much rather give a pitch like on a stage in front of 100 people I've never met before. But if I'm in front of 30 of my peers... Oh my gosh, that is so nerve wracking. So having students do that is definitely the best practice you can get, especially. So Jack touched on something that I want to kind of emphasize. Mm -hmm. You just mentioned peers. Yeah. Um, E-Club has one of the broadest age range uh, di diversity. We, I mean, we, we have students that are freshmen. Mm -hmm. It's their second semester in college. They've never been around, you know, college students. And yeah. we have people who are in their forties who are coming back to school, learning, you know, a new, a new principle, wow. uh, new skills, um, who have experience. Uh, that's one of the coolest things that I've seen, um, observing this club is every age range, every, every type of person is, is, is here. Yeah. Everybody has a place. That's awesome. And anybody can start a business, obviously. Yeah. yeah, true. And there are lots of businesses. Exactly. And that kind of goes back to um, what you were saying, like being a founder is so much more than just, you know, running a business. Like you have to think about every little detail and accounting, marketing, mm -hmm. software development, everything. You kind of dip your water or dip your feet in the water in every single one of those aspects. Um, and that's a beautiful thing with the entrepreneurship major is that you can dip your feet in those classes you can you have to take an accounting class as a spear student you have to take an mis class as a spear student so you get to um broaden your knowledge for everything while also getting those core entrepreneurial classes from the amazing professors we have it, like 
and and companies like entrepreneurship majors. It's not so much that you have to have a business uh, with an entrepreneurship degree. Yeah. You can do what we talked about, entrepreneurship. Think a company like Google. Yeah. Obviously, you get an entrepreneurship degree and you go work at Google. You're not going to start your business within Google. Yeah. But Google's going to have to want to create new products or new yeah. revenue streams. And then they want that kind of broad training that an entrepreneurship has. Yeah. Um, I think I can't remember his name now. I'm blanking. Uh, but one of our judges for one of our previous uh, competitions, I think it was business plan. He was something called a CVO. And I've never heard of that before because there's CEO, chief executive officer, CFO, chief financial officer. He was the chief visionary officer at like three different places. Wow. Um, and he said, I ended up talking to him for like 30 minutes. Um, he said that when he was in school, he wanted to start a business, but he could never really find like a niche idea that would like prosper and do well. Um, and he said he found this and he basically just works with these companies to help create new revenue streams or new products. And uh, he said it's it, it's everything he ever wanted in starting a business, uh, even though he hasn't started one of his own, um, which I thought was super awesome. Oh, that is awesome. I need that title. <laughs> there you go. So some companies, you know, CIO, chief information yeah. officer, they have a chief idea officer. Um, so to be able to, take those ideas yeah. i mean i think one of my favorite things that i get to do as an entrepreneurship major is ask why hmm. why why are we doing this why are we doing this this way you know what makes this different you know you go into any any big box store today and you ask uh just a normal worker if they're allowed to be creative and find their own you know their own way of doing things they're probably going to tell you no yeah because everything is so process driven yeah but entrepreneurship allows you to come up with new ideas, which a lot of companies want. Yeah. They want people to challenge that status quo. They want people to change the way they do things because, I mean, there's like crazy things happening in the world right now. I mean, Rowdy's going through it with, with his stuff. I mean, you've got this whole new, you know, energy sector, all that kind of stuff. And I'm, I'll let you talk about that. But <laughs> um, to be able to, to challenge and say why um, is going to be incredibly important. Um, in the near future, I think. Yeah. And I'm an accounting major. And so I, I coming in, I was like, I, I want to be told what to do. I want to, you know, learn how to do it and just do that same thing. Like easy, easy, easy. Uh, but working here and seeing entrepreneurship in its you know full capacity has really made me appreciate the word why, like why just keep doing this over and over again when there's a better option to do it. Um, and I mean, I was so narrow-minded at first, but just being around entrepreneurs and entrepreneurship, the school in general, it's just broadened that so much, which is so cool. Uh, but Rowdy, why don't you tell us a little bit about your company? You were telling us a little bit before. Sure, um, sure. I'm happy to talk about it. We'll start with business ideas just yeah. in a broad term first. Um, we'll, get to, we'll get to see the full circle here. Right, of, exactly. Yeah. So I came up with my idea because, you know, when you want to start a business, you kind of look for a problem. Or a pain point and then you get a solution well yeah. to me there's no bigger problem than the cost of electricity it affects literally everything we see or touch or interact with you know these microphones or the table we're sitting at could all be cheaper if the cost of electricity is lower and then we That's get fair. greater uh purchasing power, et cetera. If you're making my utility bill less <laughs> yeah exactly i mean your clothes will cost less i mean <laughs> well we don't have to turn the light switch off anymore um so that's a problem is the cost of electricity and the solution is well we need more energy independence and we need more renewables. Mm. 
The largest source of untapped renewables are wave energy, and it's the third most abundant source of energy on the planet. So um, I had had some exposure to the coast and, and just the raw power of waves, and I thought, wow, there really needs to be a machine that can convert this, you know, just awesome force into something usable, electricity. So uh, about five years of R&D now and gaining traction and, you know, teaching myself electrical engineering <laughs> and oceanography. Uh, and those are things you have to do when you start a business. It's not just the, you know, problem solution, yeah. building a team, you know, you're, you're doing everything. You're, you're planning meetings and getting logos and, yeah. and designs, designs, designs. Um, but eventually I emerged on an idea that works and a product that makes sense. And we're pushing forward now. So yeah. I hope someday when people say renewables, instead of just wind and solar, which is what they always say, they can say wind, solar, wave. Yeah. And uh, wave actually might be the best. Don't tell anyone. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. Uh, I think a lot of people who kind of had that narrow-minded view that I used to have would just say like, "Oh, why are you teaching yourself electrical engineering? Just hire someone." Uh, but it's not that easy. No, no. <laughs> when you start out, you gotta you gotta teach that stuff to yourself. And it's hard to get people to care about your dream too. Yeah, and exactly. that's part of you know you got to be pitching not just to investors or, or or companies like that you have to be you know pitching your dream to other people getting them to care or, or yeah. getting them to you know tell you you're wrong about something mm -hmm. to get you know trying to convince them to jump on board with a startup for maybe less than they would make you know at a typical company you know right. because they believe in that dream yeah. and then you know see it out see that dream through yeah uh, that's that's the big thing is that i mean nothing is guaranteed when you're starting a business mm -hmm. but to be able to take that chance to take that risk i think proves a lot yeah and you have to be obsessed yeah you know you can't just driven i don't know if you're going to start a company where you make matching shampoo bottles for people and their dogs you know you still have to be passionate about it you can't yeah. just do it on the weekends if it's going to thrive exactly we had a, a really cool guy that's come in he came in for ceo day and uh has done some stuff with the riata center as well but justin bell you guys know him he's a ceo of cradera uh his story is awesome. Uh, it's like out of college, you got like a normal you know, nine to five job and hated every second of it, questioned his entire life and was just like, I don't know if I can work like this is horrible. And then got this, you know, offer from this tiny little company that had just started. Um, and the, the founder and the CEO at that time, uh, you know, pitched the idea to him. And he, the, the way I, I could never do it justice the way he described it, but he was just like so obsessed as the, the word you said with the vision of this company and what they wanted to be that he found that passion again. And mm -hmm. now it's fortune 500, one of the biggest in the region, uh, multi-billion dollar company. Uh, I, don't quote me on that. Uh, large amount of money company um and he's a ceo now but it's just really cool how if you believe in an idea uh how like hard you'll be willing to work for that idea mm -hmm. um so that's pretty cool i think we are running low on time though so any last words from anyone if you want to go fast go alone uh, if you want to go far go together come join wow. me club some knowledge cool. i think that might be the best ending we've had to a podcast that, i love that uh well thank you guys very much for joining we're excited to see where e-club keeps going uh and thanks again yeah thank yeah. you 
Go to uh, OK State Entrepreneurship on Instagram and click the link tree. You can see all of our links and the campus link and the group chat. So join those. While you're there, make sure to follow. Thanks. Yeah. (laughs) Good plugs at the end. I love it. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Buzz on Business sponsored by the Riata Center for Innovation and Entrepreneurship. Please follow us on our social medias at Riata Center on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. And always, feel free to stop by and say hi in the Spears Business Building 130. And as always, stay tuned in for our next episode.